four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. That's right. Welcome back to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. My name is Eric, and with us today we have the spark of inspiration, Brock. Sparkle, sparkle. The heart of all creation, Jake. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And the spark that lights up just for you, Tanner. (laughs) Hey there, just for you. Just for you. Whoever's listening, that's that's him. He's just for you. I promise you, whoever you are listening to this, I'm sparkling just for you. (laughs) Yeah. None of us. We don't see him sparkle at all. Not these three. That is a guarantee. (laughs) I will never sparkle. He is sparkling, and it's not for me. (laughs) It never is. That that much I can tell. So, uh, for those of you who, like me, probably couldn't tell what the fuck that was about, um, (laughs) this episode... Strong start. (laughs) Jay... Jake, why don't you give us a little bit of an intro as to what this episode's all about? Sure. So we're calling this episode the Imagination Pavilion Problem, which is the Imagination Pavilion was once an awesome thing. Back when Epcot first started, they had all these pavilions. Each one was themed to a different uh, aesthetic or different... um, I hate to say theme, but uh, it can, you can help anybody help me with a better word. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Concepts, ideas, sort of concept. Thing. Yeah. Thank you, Brock. Uh, and so, for example, you had the um, transportation pavilion, which focused all around different styles of transportation through the years. And you had the horizons pavilion, which focused on looking toward the future. And you had the imagination pavilion, which focused all on imagination. Okay. And over the years, these things have changed. For example, the automation, uh, sorry, the not automation, the transportation pavilion turned eventually turned into test track. So that's similar. Um, a lot of people say it's better than what was there. Some people disagree. Um, but in the case of the imagination pavilion, it has changed over the years. And a lot of people have said it has changed for the much, much worse. Uh, so we one of the uh, flagship attractions there was called Journey into Imagination, which starred Dreamfinder, who was this awesome jolly character with a big red beard, and he wore a purple suit and a purple top hat, and he would sing the classic song, um, which Eric was quoting at the beginning, the <laughs> one little spark of inspiration, um, and teach you all about imagination and stuff. And that was considered to be a very classic Disney ride. And eventually that got cut way down and changed, and now it's this weird version with Eric Idle and Figment is just an annoying little shit, and he used to be a beloved character. Um, And they got rid of all the other stuff that was in the pavilion. There was a lot of cool games and activities, and now there's just a DVC lounge where DVC members only go and sit in couches so they can sit in the air conditioning. It's just a room where they can charge their phones. 
Yeah, that's all it is. And then they used to have, um, there was the theater, which originally was Captain EO, and then it became Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, and now they just show clips from Pixar movies. That's literally it. They got rid of all the 4D elements. You just walk in there and you watch clips from Pixar movies that you've already seen. That's it. That's basically the whole pavilion now. What <laughs> kind Jake of a waste is trying of space. to say is, fuck the Imagination Pavilion. As is. Yes. And here we, yeah. and here, being the generous folk that we are here on Main Street Musings, we are here to unfuck <laughs> the Imagination Pavilion. Is that like, <laughs> that's like a succinct way of putting like what today's episode's about, right? Yeah. yeah. We want to okay. try to restore it to its former glory, but right. not necessarily just redo what it used to be. How can right. we make it a good thing again? That's what, cool. yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a good time. I, uh, yeah, I looked at your, the, the spreadsheet today. Very excited about what you guys are bringing. Yeah. Also a little upset because all three of your ideas were like the first three things that came to my head. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, this will be fine. Uh, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be an adventure. Uh, restoring a beloved section of a great park for you today. Oh, happy birthday is Shanghai Disneyland. Oh, That's yeah. right. Happy That's birthday. the day we are recording. recording. June yeah. 16th. Happy 5th birthday. What the f- I thought it was like... Uh, yeah, me too. 20th or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shanghai is relatively recent. <laughs> I knew it was relatively recent, but not... Oof. Let's jump in. Today, I will be going first. All right. Because uh, I want to. And by that, I mean I rolled a D4 and it came up on my number. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so my pitch for uh, fixing the Imagination Pavilion is to turn it into... A, a lunar landing is kind of what my idea is. So it's become like a small colony on... This is like a, a near-future small colony on the moon from which we can explore our solar system and learn more about the universe. Um, so you'll have different attractions about, like, teaching kids like the basics of gravity and how that works. And Mm -hmm. there'll be like a planetarium and, uh, uh, like mini simulated rocket ship rides and things like that for, for the kids. So it'll be a very educational sort of like space camp adjacent thing. Um, learning all about our solar system and sort of our place in like the Milky way and, the universe and give kids like a, a foundation for for those kinds of cosmological ideas um, yeah you know and we can have lots of room for cool IP there's there's room for definitely a Wally to pop up here and there um, and just sort of be led by like the main Disney characters in spacesuits is kind of what I was thinking like Disney teaches us about gravity and his like bouncy thing right not yeah don't want to tie it too hard to any specific ip like but there's there's room for a lot of cool stuff there um that yeah that's basically what i what i got for the base pitch we can talk more about 
specifics moving forward, but uh, but yeah, that's my pitch today. Lunar landing, nice. teaching about the solar system in space. I do have to weigh in and say, not only does that sound better than what's at the current Imagination Pavilion, it also sounds better than what is at the current Space Pavilion, which is Mission <laughs> Space. Oh, Someone cool. who gets motion sick and claustrophobic, <laughs> I do not care for Mission Space. Mission Space is like shooting a coffin out of a cannon that you're inside. It's just... Yeah, Awful. and then trying to tell you that it's fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it the last time I was there. Really? Well, that's you know what? More power hey, to you, Tanner. I I'm think glad. I had heard people talk about it so many times that like I had built. I'd never gone on it before, and Jackie really wanted to. I think I had built it up in my head how bad it could be. That like I was like, oh no, this is. Not what I, I was like. I'm gonna want to die halfway through it. It's boring. <laughs> I might be re- misremembering, but I think they lowered the intensity a lot within the past few years. They may they have. did. People were having actual health issues yeah. several years ago, so they had to legally lower it. Mm-hmm. Is that the but thing anyway, that's in that's... the golf ball? What's in the golf ball? Spaceship Earth. Uh, that, it's the that, history yeah. of communication throughout the human race. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Next up, we have Brock. <laughs> All right. Um, we're, we're here to fix a problem uh, that I think never needed to happen. I think the best way to fix the problem is to bring it back to the original idea. Uh, the problem was always that it wasn't that idea any longer. Uh, so I think we need to bring it back, but update it. Update it much better than they did because what they did is they took a couple of the aesthetic ideas and got rid of all of the heart and all of the soul of it. Uh, So I am pitching uh, the Imagination Pavilion will now be DreamFinder's Dream Factory or DreamFinder's Imagination Machine Factory, whatever. Uh, Any amount of those words. I am bringing back the characters Figment and DreamFinder who were original characters to Epcot, I think, I think when it opened, there wasn't any IP. So Dreamfinder and Figment were the only like Epcot characters. That is uh, correct. Yeah. So they quick history of Epcot was the Disney made a rule when it first opened that they wanted no IP in Epcot whatsoever, and the Imagineers thought that was a bad idea. So as a compromise, they created Dreamfinder and Figment to be Figment to be Epcot's official IP and only in Epcot. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so they were the ambassadors to Future World, and they were creatures of imagination. Dreamfinder was a jolly kind of fellow who liked helping people find their dreams, and Figment was just that. He was literally a figment of his imagination come to life. Uh, So I'd like to return them to Journey into Imagination. What I plan to do with that is bring it back to the original idea where it is exploring Figment's imagination, uh, it's much. It's a much cleaner idea, uh, and it included I, uh, sections dedicated to art, stories, and science. Uh, and I have a lot of ideas to go into those sections to make it a much smoother transition to, I think, improve upon the flow of the ride uh, and also make it fit a story a little bit more and with modern technology. Uh, then the other attraction in there is Imageworks, which is a fun interactive lab of lots of fun toys and machines uh, for kids to play with. I would like to move it back to the second floor where that 
QVC, uh, DVC lounge is currently. Um, I'd like QVC. to QVC. <laughs> Disney's starting to turn into a fucking shopping network. <laughs> I don't blame you for your Freudian slip. I'd like to add some virtual reality experiences and a guided story time with the Dreamfinder. And in the 4D theater there that is currently Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I would like to have a show where Dreamfinder and Figment take us on the journey through someone's imagination, a man who eventually realizes Walt Disney, um, all the Aww. way through his characters, through the parks, and eventually back to Epcot through the doors of the theater where using you know modern cameras and technology, we see ourselves as Dreamfinder and Figment what wonder what we can imagine. And that's my pitch. Wow. I have a lot of details if you want to get into those later. Tanner, you're up next. Uh, so basically I sat down and I kind of wanted to create an idea where we could capture the spirit of what the Imagination Pavilion uh, was, what it was designed to do, but merge that with Disney's newer shifting idea into incorporating more IP into uh, Epcot as a whole. Uh, so my fix to the current Imagination Pavilion and the theater uh, it's used for like Pixar short film stuff is to overhaul the area into an inside-out themed area with the primary f- focus to be uh, changing the pavilion into Imagination Land from the film. Uh, to start, I would like to use a quote from Sadness. Is it all going to be so interactive? And my response to that is, you bet your ass it is. My idea is to have every part of this land be very interactive and really help uh, especially have children uh, tap into that sense of play. Uh, some of the things I imagine uh, being in the land, see what I did there, are a snack bar themed to the nice. French Fry Forest, uh, an updated game room uh, with some uh, different VR experiences uh, based on uh, the Trophy Town area, a actual like Flores Lava play place, and I would like the center of it to be a dark ride replacing Journey into the Imagination, the shitty version that we have, <laughs> uh, with um, going through the other parts of Imagination Land with Bing Bong, and for our classic Epcot fans, Figment, who appears in a portrait in the film and therefore does exist in the Inside Out universe, uh, exploring the limitless possibilities of our imaginations. Uh, finally, my idea would be to kind of transform that theater more into like the headquarters space and do some sort of simulation uh, 4D movie involving the characters from Inside Out and uh, controlling Riley in there. And then nice. uh, like just having like facades of the rest of the areas, like the different islands, I don't think we need there's not space for them all. So just making those like little areas that like guests can see, but we can't go to. Cool. 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 Uh, Jake? Okay, so um, we're talking about, like, throwing back to imagination, and one of my ideas was to discuss imagination in its most pure form. And I was reminded of a quote from a great George Carlin bit. George Carlin, of course, being in the movie Cars, which is a Disney Pixar film, uh, where he's talking about how the most fun and imagination a kid can have is when he's just sitting there with a fucking stick. So my idea, the inspir- that was the inspiration. My idea is I want to gut the entire building and just paint it white. 
Um, and where image works is uh, you will go in to this empty room and you c- will be able to just play with a stick. No. And of course, Disney can sell these sticks for different levels. Um, I figure we might have like a maple stick, you know, with Disney it would probably be like 25 bucks. Maybe a nice mahogany stick you could buy for like 75 bucks. Um, if it's finished well, uh, you know, with a nice polyurethane, maybe you would pay like 150 bucks for your stick. Uh, so image works would be where you can play with your stick and you can imagine that it is anything you could possibly think of. There's no limit to your imagination. Um, where Journey into Imagination is, the dark ride, of course, this would be another empty space that's completely dark. You can't see anything. That way you really can just be full imagination. You release the guests into this dark area and they can imagine this amazing attraction to be whatever they want it to be. Possibly the greatest attraction ever conceived. We don't know. Oh my God. Uh, and then where the uh, 4D theater is, of course, that will be, we'll still have the chairs and we'll have a blank stage or a screen, depending, we can talk about this, where the audience will sit and imagine the greatest show they have ever seen. And everyone will be talking about this wonderful theatrical <laughs> performance that they saw and how great it was, because the only limit is their own imagination. Uh, and for those who don't have the greatest imagination, I was tossing around the idea of maybe we provide LSD. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. We can discuss that. Um, so that's my idea for the pure imagination pavilion. Thank you. Oh, man. I thought it was a bit before you did your real pitch, and then it just kept going. <laughs> that's my I pitch. Want to, I want to vote for it. I mean, obviously, we all want to vote for it. <laughs> I love the idea of like the stick being one hundred and fifty dollars and the other is free. And just like hand you a tab as you go in, but you have to buy the stick. Yeah, I mean that seems like what they would do, right? Yeah, Let's be honest. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that was very good, Jake. All right, questions? Yeah, I have a question for Jake. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned a lot of really great things. Thanks. I would love if we could add like a restaurant area in there where we could imagine. Yeah. The so best actually, meal I thought about possible. that. Have you, do you guys, if you've seen the movie Hook, yeah. there's that great scene where they're sitting around the table and they're opening the dishes and there's no food because they have to imagine the food. That's mm-hmm. exactly what the restaurant would be. So you could have the greatest meal ever. Your meal could be terrible, but that's on you. You know, that's it's really yeah, the freedom of your imagination. Imagine Captain Hook bringing it to you, or Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah See, this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate attraction. This is what. This is the pinnacle of our show so far. <laughs> it reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where he buys a whole ass TV <laughs> just to <laughs> put so play in, in the box. box right? Yeah, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you don't want to be the Squidward in that episode because no. that Squidward is a no. square. Kids today are so spoiled by their smartphones the <laughs> and iPads. They, they need to learn how to use their imagination again. And what better way to learn than to be forced? <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to throw a bouncy ball up onto my roof and let it come back to me for hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Hours. Except here, we would take it one step further, and they would just pretend that they're throwing a ball onto the roof for yeah, hours. Yeah, Eric, See? I was going to say, watch it there with an actual <laughs> roof and an actual bouncy <laughs> yeah. ball. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that my doing most of the heavy lifting. All of this. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I had a question for Tanner. Yes. 
You didn't mention Bing Bong's Void, and I, uh, I want to know more about how that's going to be incorporated. Uh, I mean, we will have the overwhelming sense of dread knowing that we are probably... the. I think every day, kind of like how Batu is set in a very specific time period, I think that this Imagination Land could be set in a very specific time period of Bing Bong's last day before Riley sends him to okay. the hell oh, of a void of nothingness. I have a, a counter, a counter <laughs> proposal. Like every 45 minutes from the speakers, you kind of just hear <laughs> Bing Bong go, Help me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where it's from. It's from all around you. It's from inside of you. You can't tell. What about that? What do you think about that? Um, I would go along with a bit, except for we already have Jake's whole pitch. So I want to actually pitch <laughs> something mean? good. It's not a bit. This is my real pitch. <laughs> all right. Well, then my question is useless. Next person should ask a question. Um. I, well, you may have addressed this, Eric, um, but I missed exactly what. Uh, is there going to be a ride? Yeah, uh, I did not address it. No, okay. um, I have not. Uh, I have two competing ideas for what the ride is, which is a big part of why I didn't address it. Um, I have one that's sort of like a journey through the solar system. That's like kind of like a stop and like a stop and start dragster kind of thing but we've been doing a lot of those lately and more of like a dark ride through what a moon colony might actually look like um and sort of where where we're at as a civilization as compared to what needs to happen for a moon colony to exist it's sort of that process right um so more of an educational about what that would be. And then the other one would just be like, uh, here, cool. Look at the planets. Here's some, I here's some neat things about them. Cool. Yeah. Brock, I had a question for you. Yes. Your, your experience was the, the dream factory, right? Uh, is that what you said? Yes, that is, that's what I wrote down on the little sheet. Um, okay. What it really is going to be is it's, I'm not sold for factory. I think the dream factory itself would be more what Imageworks is now. Um, okay. But I want the entire Imagination Pavilion to be overhauled with Dreamfinder and Figment like it once was. Right. Well, I was just fascinated by it because Dreamfinder had that like blimp thing that would like that's what Figment was Actually, created from. It that kind is, of brought dreams to that life. That is a big part of my ride pitch. Is in the I can get into some of those details now if you want. But in the original, in the original ride, you see him on the ship, and then you just kind of see him animatronics peppered throughout. Uh, my right. my idea for the ride is that Dreamfinder is always on the ship, and he is using that uh, the magic of his ship to give Figment's imaginings form. Um, so this is everything that Figment is imagining. He's using that ship to create it uh, for him to see and for us to see and to live in that world. Gotcha. Okay. That sounds similar to the original ride. Yes. Yeah, it absolutely is similar. It's just uh, the the idea of the ship is more ever-present. Uh, okay. In the original ride, he would be standing on stuff and off in the distance. Right, and, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Gotcha. And I also think, like, he would have some more narration that would, like, take us through the story of the ride. Sure. 
um, Eric. So your idea, you're turning the entire pavilion into a moon base, or when you walk in, it just looks like you're on the moon? I was a little unclear on that. It would look like you were on the moon. Okay. That would be sort of the way that it was set up, kind of dark gray pathways, and all of the buildings would be sort of set up like little stations or whatever. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. So I guess there's an existential side of that where you walk in and you're like, should I be able to breathe? Or Nah, it's uh, Disney. <laughs> should I be able to jump 20 feet forward right now? I, I don't know. I was going to say, <laughs> Eric, then, I think uh, you get existential about these things more than anyone else does. <laughs> yes. There's very little I don't get existential about. I'm very nervous about <laughs> this episode and exploring uh, – with especially Brock's idea of Figment and Dreamfinder wondering what sorts of things Eric could imagine uh, to life. <laughs> I don't know if we yes. want to uh, give that a power. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get dark. Uh, question for Tanner, serious question. Yes. Uh, you mentioned so the control center being kind of like Riley's brain. Is there room, do you think... Connecting it back to Riley is necessary, or is there a way? I don't know if there's an organic way for us to connect it to like more of a personalized guest experience. Do you think there's a way to do that? I mean, that's something we could talk about. My thought is a 4D uh, show. The setup of that. It's going to be hard to have in a audience like that, the construct be. You are each individually in your own mind. You could do a uh, we don't really present whose mind it is. Okay. Would be, I yeah, think, I the said, workaround to that. I think I misunderstood that. I think I was thinking like the uh, the whole setup was like almost like its own little play place museum that you were like uh, – controlling Riley's mind. So I apologize. No, that's just a part of it. And then there's all of the different play places and interactive things around the land. Apart from that, that would just be specifically what, what, uh, because it used to be like the honey, I shrunk the kids, uh, 4d show would be that building would be turned back into a 4d show, uh, of like that. But the part of it that I find more interesting to explore. And I think that kids would want more is the less attached to Riley parts of it, which are exploring this imagination, which I think gives us more freedom to break away from just what was seen in the movie. Cool. Yeah. My question is satisfied. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anything else? No, I think I'm good. Unless there's more questions for me. I, I mean, want to make sure everybody's clear on my Jake idea. Wins, right? <laughs> yeah, like, obviously. It's a, it's like it's a four zero sweep, and we let him vote for himself. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, mine is the only one that's truly based on imagination, right? <laughs> Speaking of Jake, you do not have the power to vote for yourself. You do have the power to vote first, however. I had a bad feeling that was coming. <laughs> Great pitches all around. Yes, myself included. Um, I really like all of them, but you guys know me. I'm a sucker for, for classic Disney, and I think the closest thing to classic Disney is Brock's. I think that's a great idea. I'm really in love with that idea of seeing Walt's uh, imagination. Um, yeah, I think that's great. I'm voting with Brock. Dreamfinder, got to bring him back. Love Dreamfinder. 
Thanks, man. Good beans. Uh, we're going to break the mold a little bit today. Ooh, I'm going to vote next. Sexy. Oh, <laughs> breaking the mold. <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking the law. I just like, kind of want to spice it up. You know, break use my that mold, a baby. <laughs> hey. Um, oh. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, as an artist... There are actually things I really like about Jake's. I'm not going to vote for it. But like, oh my god, <laughs> Howard! You could <laughs> you could take that and sell it as an installation in New York, and people would pay forty dollars oh, to go see it. I know. Having um, gone to getting a full four year degree at an art school, believe me, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I love Brock's. Uh, I, I am. Not as steeped in the Disneyana side of it, so I don't know a ton about um, like the original Dreamfinder or Flick or uh, Figment. I watched Figment. like a ride through of Figment's ride, and I'm like, this dude's a dick. Yeah, um, and yeah, in, the the dick. in the original version, he's like a cute, childlike, fun character who's full of wonder and excitement. And this new yeah, one, he's yeah. just he's like Bugs Bunny without the charm, and also on cocaine. Uh, so he's me. I, I think <laughs> yeah. so. The the reason. So I'm going to vote for Tanner's. A large part of the reason. Uh, the what uh, instantly popped in my mind for this was doing like a brain and the mind, and then connecting it to like emotions and like synapses and stuff like that. So when I saw, when I heard the fully fleshed out inside out pitch, I was like, yeah, this is the thing that jumps to my mind when I hear about this. So I will be voting for Tanner's. Um. Now see, this is why I do this. This is why we vote the way we do because now I don't. Now I have to randomize it because it. Yeah, no, Tanner know. can vote next. Okay. Brock, you vote next. Tanner, pick a number between one and ten. Seven. All right, you vote next. Fuck you! I don't believe you. Which odds <laughs> you Brock, man? Um, I'm having a hard time, which is the real reason I was trying to put this up. (laughs) 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 Um, I really hate Jake's idea. (laughs) Well, fuck you. (laughs) And also I will go on record of, I hate anyone who would pay $40 to experience that as an installation in New York. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, I really love Eric, your idea. It's just, I have a hard time voting for it when I see that mission space, which is so outdated. Yeah. I feel like that'd be be perfect when we'd eventually replace the space pavilion, which I want to, I will probably, I think I'm going to vote for Brock. Uh, at first when you started your pitch, I was very nervous that we were just going to do a retread of what has been done before there. But I think, it's a unique way of looking back and expanding and improving on it are things that make me more excited to talk about it. Cool. Cool. I love being punished for not knowing enough about the parks. Well, Brock, <laughs> I was, I'm actually, your vote is next. Uh, since my vote is more ceremonial now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vote for Eric because I love that idea. I love it, love it, love it. 
in another part of the park. Yeah, no, you're voting for it so you win. (laughs) Yeah, let's be honest. (laughs) I think he's voting for it so I don't get any votes. And you know what? Fuck all of you. (laughs) Second episode in a row, I didn't get a single fucking vote. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Brock. Thank you. I, I, I won't be such a sour puss. I'm sure. I, uh, I played the system a tiny bit, not going to lie. Oh, um, no, yeah. you did completely. This is, <laughs> this is why I, so I, I will be a sour system. puss. <laughs> this is why I do the voting system that I do. Yeah. And then I fucked with it. And yeah. then I realized So this really, is what I'm happens. a sour puss at Eric for fucking everything. It's on you, baby. Uh, but seriously, Eric <laughs> and Tanner, I love those ideas. Eric, I think that's going to be perfect when we eventually talk about the Space Pavilion. I'm not going to bring it back for that. That's okay. Okay, I will. I'll be honest. I wasn't. Now out of spite, yeah. Brock just brings everybody's ideas anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Brock. Uh, We have an idea. (laughs) All right, Brock. Kick it off. Okay. So, uh, we have this in three parts. Uh, Basically, my inspiration for this was kind of, strangely, something that came from the terrible remake of this ride, which was they used the idea of the, the, uh, the Imagination Institute and Dr. Nigel Channing, which was Eric Idle's character, uh, to connect some of the rides in the pavilion. Uh, Eric Idle and the Imagination Institute both appeared in the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience video. So what they were doing is they were taking the Imagination Pavilion and trying to connect it under one umbrella. It was just the wrong umbrella. There's nothing fun or exciting for a child about an institute of researchers. That's not a great time. Doesn't Um, matter what they're researching. No. um, (laughs) Wait, but I thought you liked living with the land. Uh, I do. I do love living with the land. Uh, There is a difference in that they are real and you can watch them do it. And it's also just it's not it doesn't exist to be a fun ride. (laughs) It exists to be a ride where you go on it and you say, neat. (laughs) Um, So. With that being said, that's why I decided I wanted to include everything, including the 4D theater and this idea of Dreamfinder and Figment. They are our guides into the world of imagination. So that being said, uh, is there something you'd want me to start with? We have Journey into Imagination, Image Works, and the 4D theater. Uh, Any of those drawing? Let's start with the 4D theater. And then work our way up to, I think, the dark ride is our big finale. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Okay, so I basically explained my idea for the movie earlier, in which Dreamfinder and Figment, I'm picturing them as animatronics on the side, maybe on, like, little arms, kind of like Buzzy was in the, um... Ooh, what's the name of that ride? Uh, The one Buzzy was on. Oh, um... uh Body Wars? Body Wars. Um, so we're, they're on these kind of arms Cranium that can go Command. up and down. Cranium Command, that's it. Body Wars was a different one. I just wanted to wait till Jake right. said the wrong yes. one, and then I Thank come you. up with it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for that. Um, so, and they would be, sh- like, shepherding us through. Uh, and I, I like the idea that Dreamfinder and Figment don't know 
that it's Walt Disney. It's just we as the audience kind of piece it together. Um, so they're just talking about all the amazing things a person can imagine. I, and it doesn't have to be Walt Disney. That was just an idea I had that I thought would be a really fun way to tie it together. Bob what Chibek. do you guys think? Boom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He imagined an Incredibles <laughs> dance party. <laughs> and how to monetize it. <laughs> I mean, I personally loved it as a Walt idea. I thought that was a great idea. I love the idea of the audience maybe piecing it together, but still being a surprise at the end. I thought that was a spectacular idea. I think it's a cool idea. I have, and this is nothing to do with. I figured <laughs> the the other stuff. Uh, it's yeah. It's more the, the only reason that like uh, that that tugs at me just a little bit, and that doesn't mean that we don't have to do it. Is that like. I don't know. I get, I, j- I just get iffy just about Walt worship kind of stuff. And, and I, it, the, the thing is, I think it fits and I don't think it falls necessarily within that category, but it is something to keep in mind. Like he was a, you know, a human being fallible right. and all that. Yeah. Stuff. By all right. accounts, he, he was exhausting to know overworked people. Yeah, yeah. Yelled sometimes. Didn't, Terribly yeah. love being around kids. I mean, he was um, the CEO of a major corporation. What do you expect? <laughs> but I think what the reason I, I still think I'm fine with Walt is because this pavilion is about imagination. And that dude's imagination was like second to none. Uh, he came up with the entire concept of really like a themed park that wasn't just a carnival or Coney Island. He came up with amazing characters. He was constantly striving to find new and innovative ways to make people happy. Um, So I think just focusing on that side of Walt, because that's all we would be focusing on, his ideas, his imagination, I don't think it would get too far into the to the Walt worship, especially because I don't really necessarily want them to acknowledge that this is Walt Disney. I think we all just know. Um, and then eventually it brings us back into Epcot, back to where we are, back to us sitting in the theater. Yeah. And I think... This is great. What? I do want to offer one more counterpoint, uh, maybe sure. a little less uh, connected right to Disney, uh, but maybe less problematic too. It could be like the mind of Elon Musk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I, I think and then those he would be the two greatest he'd wake minds. up one day and tank Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, I think that's like a there. There's some cool ways to to tie that in. We go through some imagination. And maybe the last thing we see to tie it together before we go back to to us is like you see like a hand drawing like a Mickey thing and like starting to like finish it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then we're back to where we were. So, yeah, you can sort of tell that it's well, but at the same point, we're not necessarily glorifying in him and him only. No, yeah, exactly. We're glorifying in his create, like we're we're appreciating his creation, right, and his creative process. Agreed. Yeah, and I think well, one thing I thought would be fun is it, when we do see like some of his characters, uh, we see like first drafts. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they have all of that archived. You take some of the stuff from the archives and like have them animated and it's a little different. Uh, and we see Oswald and, and that kind of, that kind of thing His the first draft of Disney. 
and concept would, art. That, it it, it might know. be cool to see. So when you do animation, they do this thing called where they animate a, a flower, a bag of flour. So it's like a common thing that animators do where you take a sack of flour and you animate it to give it character and life. And then you kind of take those basic principles and evolve those into more shapes. And that's kind of the basis for all animation and movement. Um, it might be cool if we saw something like that and it slowly evolved from the bag of flour into something more recognizable, like a Disney character or some of Walt's early sketches. That, that is cool. I would not say do it with a bag of flour just because... But do it with just like basic shapes, I think would be cool. Well, no, that's the th- it's not an actual bag of flour. If you look it up or anybody out there, it's just like a sketch that resembles a bag of flour. It's basic shapes. It's not actually a bag of flour. Gotcha. Um, well, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I was just saying that does feel a little inside baseball, but I get, I get what you're saying now. But, yeah, so just like a fun collection of shapes. Yeah, it's basically just, a, a blob, you know, an amorphous blob that just kind of resembles a, a sack of flour. It looks like a pillow to me. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just a general rectangle pretty much-ish shape. <laughs> yeah, right. but I think that's a great idea. So that's kind of how it begins with his cartooning and... I think that's awesome. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about with the 4D theater? I mean, I would I would like to experience, you know, maybe the construction of the parks and stuff as well. Absolutely. Be, um, but so in the 4D sense, it might be neat if there was some flying or you feel wind or you feel... I'm trying to see how to incorporate the Yeah, 4D. I was wondering how we planned on incorporating the 4D elements because right now this sounds... It's a cool like idea a movie, and something yeah. I would watch, but it seems like the most boring 4D show. Yeah, well, yeah. I was thinking um, one idea I had for Disneyland is we see the concept art on paper, like it being sketched, and then the color coming up, and then it kind of pops up like a pop-up, and suddenly we're flying through as the pop-up is turning into the buildings being constructed, uh, and then we, we continue to fly through, and suddenly it's fully formed, and there's fireworks, uh, and there's, you know, fountains and characters all about. Uh, so I think if we're, we're kind of flying through this, we're, we're going to be flying through all of these things uh, moving constantly to keep in motion with the characters who are being animated or the way we are traveling about the park was my idea. If what do you guys think? Yes. Good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 And then that way we swoop through Disney and then fly up into Epcot and swoop down into the theater and you know, something like that. And say, yeah. what will you imagine? No. What? <laughs> <Yeah. Dirt. laughs> well, yeah, so at the end, uh, Dreamfinder and Figment, maybe something better than that that is less scary. <laughs> but Figment says, like, wow, like we see ourselves on the screen. Figment says, wow, look at these friendly people or whatever. And Dreamfinder says something along the lines of, and you know, they can imagine things too. I wonder what they'll imagine or something like that. And then that's yeah. that's the note we leave on. Kind of a call to action to just use our imaginations. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. All right. Cool. So then we move on to ImageWorks. Uh, That part I would like to rename instead of ImageWorks, which to me just sounds like like a place where you get your photos developed. 
Um, I would like yeah. to rename that to uh, the Dreamfinders Dream Factory. Um, okay. And so that would have. I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, I'm sure you guys can come up with some ideas for me, help, hopefully. Um, but, you know, it's all going to be interactive games and elements like you'd find in an arcade, but much, much better, uh, which is currently what it is. But I just like to update it for nowadays uh, because the way they've been updating it lately is just what can we fit in there that's cheap and easy. Um, right. Like they have like Xbox Connect stuff in there. Um <laughs> But I'm thinking we design one of those uh, virtual reality experiences where, you know, there are multiple people in the experience. Just a very short one, but just something where kids can kind of play in the space. It might not even have a story, but it's kids playing in the spaces. The, the world changes around them, and maybe things that they do will change the world. Uh, I thought of the idea of magic, quote-unquote, easels, which are... This is going to be super simple. Um, it's basically an easel with a attached paintbrush that really operates as a screen, um, probably with projection or rear projection. And the paintbrush is like a stylus, and the paintbrush is like a stylus, and you can okay. paint magical things that will like sparkle and shine in just ways that paint couldn't. Um, you know, I, these are just quick things for kids to play with for 30 seconds. Uh, but then I also thought we could have like every 15 minutes or every half hour, uh, a guided story time, um, with dream finder. So an actor playing dream finder would come out. Uh, they used to always have like a figment puppet when the actors played dream finder. Um, they would come out and they would start telling a story, uh, and then start getting suggestions from kids. Um, and then the story would change with the suggestions from kids. Um, the way that, um, I, it's, it's an activity that people do with like kindergartners. And I think it'd just be a real fun way to incorporate children's imaginations into the stories. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So those are the three I thought of. Are there any, do you guys want to think of some others? Um, that's tough. Yeah. We also don't have to. (laughs) Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe some like musical instrument toys. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking it'd be. It, I think it'd be fun to work music or sound in in some capacity. And then I'm thinking about. Uh, I remember seeing this at COSI, which is the science center in in Toledo, I believe, years mm-hmm. ago. Um, and then I think they have similar technology in line for Peter Pan now, but where your shadows. You, you can use your shadows to control a game or something. Oh, that's It fun. might be fun to use that kind of technology to make it seem like otherworldly or, or dream-esque things are coming to life and you're actually interacting with them mm-hmm. in some sort of capacity. I think that's almost like taking the Xbox Connect and putting it on cocaine in a good way. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> why would they put that cheap-ass thing in there when they could do something amazing? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe something like that, uh, would be interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, maybe you can interact directly with Figment. Yeah, we could do, we could definitely do a turtle talk with Crush kind of thing. Figment's on a screen, talking to the people. Yeah. Yeah, and he can come and go. he can turn into different things, and he can come and go, and he can bring in other characters or other ideas. You know, maybe at one point he brings in Mickey. It might be fun to see Figment interact with Mickey or or something like that. Not necessarily that, but I don't know. That would be cool. I I don't know how Disney 
how they are, what their opinions are on that kind of thing. But in my opinion, right, right. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, I I I agree. I, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's cool. I don't know. I don't know what to say. No, I mean that's the that's the thing with this. Your kind eyes of bit. say it all, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look at them to see what they're saying. Now they're uh, wondering what they're saying, so it's a different yeah. thing they're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're very inquisitive right yeah. now. You just ended up in a feedback loop there. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, Eric does indeed have pretty eyes. Okay, uh, so those were. Oh, oh, and there they are up close. Hey, on Eric, I'm going to take a screenshot. Everybody, look thrilled. Beautiful. Thank you. That's one for our Instagram. Look, look for that on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Thanks for letting so, us know this time that you were taking one. Unlike the last time. We're like, yeah, I mean, I'm like checking notes. It was more like, fun when it was candid. About the- you, to be fair, everybody was laughing when I pushed the button. And then by the time it actually took the picture, you were checking notes. Brock was looking at something else. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So glad. Um, Just Imagine that we were all smiling. Ooh. Thank you. I got us back on track. <laughs> um, and speaking of imagination, that is the final thing we can talk about is the journey into imagination ride. All right. So this is kind um, of the flagship of the pavilion. Yeah, right? the the dark okay. ride within the pavilion. So how do you want to do this? Do you want me to just start describing what my idea is and then you yeah. jump in? I think okay. so. Yeah. So I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but when it was quote unquote updated, they cut half of the ride out. Uh, They just changed the tracks a little bit. So it's half as long. Uh, I would, of course, like to return it to its original length. Uh, The room that they saved from changing the track became modern image works old image works was upstairs i'd like to move image works back upstairs take that track space back but where will the disney vacation club members go uh we can just put up to hell we can put a tent <laughs> no, outside no we didn't build my bing bong imagination land so there's no hell <laughs> oh, yeah, that's there. right. <laughs> um okay so the original ride has a very interesting show scene at the front as we circle around uh, Dreamfinder atop his f- magical flying machine. Uh, Tanner, Eric, if you don't know what that looks like, I would definitely re- recommend checking it out and all the uh, listeners yeah. at home. Um, so I would like to include that with some modern effects. Uh, the flying sheen machine looked very cool. However, as far as I can tell, it was kind of stagnant. Uh, so I think we could have a lot more movement, uh, steampunky, uh, gyros and gears moving and changing and sparks coming out, uh, purple and blue, uh, looking like it is magic. Uh, and we could kind of envelop the entire room in sort of a magical shroud of magical aura. Uh, and we see at the end of that Dreamfinder imagining figment. Uh, he kind of pops out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what, during this, Dreamfinder's talking about imagination and like, oh, and anything you can imagine, and then figment pops out. 
And now the ride is about figment imagining things. So Dreamfinder then becomes kind of the mentor character, a bit of a narrator through the ride, as figment is trying to imagine things and Dreamfinder makes them come to life. Okay. Uh, Um, I have something I wanted to bring up right away. Uh, The ride vehicles uh, seem... To, in my opinion, when you talk about how cool Dreamfinder's dream machine is, uh, the yeah. dull, just plain red ride vehicle, it used to at least be purple, which felt more on theme with, like, figment. It, looked, it felt a little more figmenty, yeah. Yeah, but now they're just these red uh, carts. Uh, that feels very lacking for a ride all about the possibilities of our imagination. Yeah, I agree. And I you know, I didn't even think of that, but of course, um steampunk ride those vehicles. up a little bit would be where I would want it to yeah. reflect much more. It doesn't have to fly like his machine. But, but it should feel like it came cool. from the same place. Yeah. It should feel yeah. like Dreamfinder also made these. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of it being steampunky, like you said, but also like magical. Yeah. Like, if, if you look at, like, maybe it has, like, glass tubes and stuff that have, like, glittery water, like, flowing through them. And yeah. And maybe parts glow. And, yeah. And I really like the bright purple. Maybe it's, like, a purple glitter finish mm-hmm. on the whole vehicle. No, that's fun. Yeah. I don't hate the purple. It was more just, like, the most basic-looking vehicle you could yeah. get. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, like... It. It came out of the box mm-hmm. that way. It's almost like they were working on a super limited budget to come up with the fastest shit they could. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, there was. there's a bunch of sponsor politics. It was sponsored by Kodak, yeah, and then they were losing money. There, there are reasons it happened, but there aren't but good it reasons it happened. happened. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think uh, the original ride... Then kind of went into two, uh, sorry, like three basic sections. It was the arts, uh, and then with a section that was almost just as big, performing arts, and uh, then science and technology. Uh, There was also a section called image technology, which was very short, and it was basically like photographs. Because Kodak sponsored it. Right. Um, so, I think keeping the arts, uh, performing arts, and science and technology is a fun idea. I think um, what we should do, though, is take performing arts and change it into stories. Um, because that's kind of what that section ended up being anyway. It was basically just Figment acting in a bunch of different stories. So I'm thinking the way we do this is we start with art like it used to. Uh, And I was thinking we could take a lot of cues. This is something we talked about, I believe, on our New Year's episode from Jake's Art Park ride uh, in which we traveled through different... There you go, stealing ideas again. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to make you happy. I will have you know... I intentionally did not do an arts-themed version of this. 
so that I would not be the one stealing an idea. Is it too late to change my vote? And okay. that might have saved me. I genuinely thought when I said that you would be excited. I'm sorry. Voting controversy. <laughs> Anyway, Brock, you were stealing an idea. Uh Uh Uh, In our imagination episode of all, he said, I have an idea. Let's take their original idea and improve it with other ideas I have stolen. (laughs) And that, my friends, is imagination. (laughs) Imagination. I mean, honestly, Tanner, that is a valid critique. And steal it Um, (laughs) for your own is the song that's playing now. (laughs) Um, So, but I thought, Jake, you would think that was cool. I guess not. I guess you hate that idea. It's a good idea. No, it is a great idea. Um, But yeah, if we could, we could travel through art. So first, what was that face? (laughs) Calling your own original idea idea. a great idea feels a little ego strokey there, Gabber. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking thinking about feedback loops. That's all I was thinking about. Um, So I was thinking figment uh, it would start kind of in a white room. Figment would start to imagine splashes of color. And then mm-hmm. that would, and with projection mapping, this would be a lot of that. Uh, that would turn into sort of paintings. Uh, and we would go through different art styles. Uh, eventually, uh, I'm just going to do the basic overview as quick as I can. We go through those different art styles. Eventually, Figment starts to realize that stories can be told within these art styles, or there's fascinating places he wants to visit. So he starts imagining himself as, you know, the a character in a story. He becomes a cowboy. He's in. He becomes a. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Those stories. <laughs> he's in stories. Maybe he's in a little bit of a spooky situation. <laughs> um, but essentially. Uh, what I'd like to do here is use kind of sets that, depending on how they're projection mapped, can appear different ways. Uh, and okay. uh, Figment we could do as an animatronic, or we could do several animatronics in different costumes. And then uh, I was thinking, so the final genre that he kind of goes into is like science fiction, and he's an astronaut. And then the science fiction prompts him to become interested in science and Dreamfinder reminds him and us that everything that was science, all scientists started themselves with their own spark of imagination um, and then we can go into the science and technology and discovering, you know, the future as this is in tomorrow, I mean, uh, in future world um, so that would be the prompt into science uh, and then I we end the way I, the original version ended with figment by himself for the first time singing uh the song spark of imagination as he imagines new and wonderful ideas but i just think the technology uh it would be would make that situation a lot more incredible he could imagine a toilet on the ceiling right or a or a skunk (laughs) 
being sprayed into your face and having to endure that smell. Uh, he does not imagine either of those things. Uh, that is, uh, for listeners not in the know, that is from the current version of the ride. I will say I am 100%. I don't know where or how, but I'm 100% keeping that illusion where the invisible butterfly becomes a visible bl- butterfly because it's cool. <laughs> so that's my concept for the ride. I know I, I kind of went really full into it i'm sorry that i had so many details but that's it, fine I when mean, it came to my head i was just fully formed because a i started with very good strong bones and then just the ways to update it kind of came to my head milk fully formed <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't a think lot that's something you'd apologize for i mean that sounded pretty good to me no i'll take an apology okay but are, are there any <laughs> anything we want to add to that anything we want to change no, I think it sounds great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> cool. It was pretty good. I, I thought it was pretty good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, on that note, Brock, how do you feel about your pavilion? I feel great about it. How do you guys feel? I like it. I think I it's really fun. liked it. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely better than uh, what is currently there. But to be fair, the bar was set pretty low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I, all of our pitches would have been better. I think than the what was solution uh, that you came up with was to just uh, undo what they've done to damage it and then update it from there. Because yeah. I think the main problem yeah. with it is they just kept taking and taking. Uh, yeah. yeah, they never really. Your pitches, instead of taking it back to what it was, it's you're like taking it to what they should have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. that, that's exactly my thought Because I was thinking about this I was talking to Abby earlier uh, Journey into Imagination If they had not touched it Would be one of those rides Like Small World and Pirates And Haunted Mansion Where it's just when we think of Disney rides That one comes to mind Because it's just yeah. the classic Epcot well, idea that's, I, I was having this conversation earlier as Well with um, It's not important But um, <laughs> I was going to say with mom, okay? I was talking to my mother about Disney. (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) But we were talking about how the two classic rides at Epcot used to be Horizons and Journey into Imagination. They destroyed both of them. Literally just wiped Horizons off the face of the earth. And then Journey into Imagination, they turned into this shit show that it is today. Yeah. It's disappointing. So on that fun little shit show note... (laughs) Uh, Let's have another shit show and go into the lightning round. Hey. Did Jake say lightning round? <laughs> Spin that wheel. I like to call it the imagination round. <laughs> I mean, it is. All right. Today, we have a log flume. And that log... Jesus Christ. I don't know how this is going to work. That log flume is themed to holes. <laughs> Yes, the Disney-owned movie based on the Lewis Satcher Satcher book. About a centuries-old drought. Uh, Yes, and we are pitching a log flume. Take it away, boys. Brack, you're up first. Oh, Jesus. Um... Uh, we are on a log flume coming down from the the hand of God uh, in the movie. There's the little thumb on a mountain. Looks like a thumbs God's up. Thumb. And uh, the rain has finally started after the drought. And we are heading down there uh, with 
an old rowboat that has, hasn't been used in decades, and a pocket full of sploosh, which is the onion and peach concoction from the film. That's all I got. We're paddling the rowboat with shovels. There we go. Cool. It's me next. Great. Um, okay, so it's a log flume with multiple drops, and each drop is a different hole. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going in and out of each hole. And it's called holes. All right. How'd you and get out of the hole, Eric? <laughs> now you just keep getting... Tanner, I'm not... You keep digging yourself a hole. An engineer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I have an ideas guy. You, I'm like Walt Disney. You just break right. out the other side. <laughs> yeah. You just keep digging. Duh. <laughs> like you're Tanner, doing now. Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. I don't want to go again. Jake, you're next. Okay. All right. So mine is at uh, the end of the book and at the end of the movie when it finally rained. And it, but instead, what we're gonna say is it just kept raining, like biblical rain. Okay, just downpour, and the whole lake fills back in within a matter of like twenty minutes. So it's all the inmates of Camp Green Lake, and we are taking their place as we scramble to grab any bits of furniture, anything that's going by, and that becomes our ride vehicles. Just all the debris from the flood, and we need to ride to safety. Thank you. You are welcome, sir. <laughs> Always appreciate your time. <laughs> Especially this episode, Let's right? Let's go to Tanner. All right. So during this log flume, we will be uh, listening to the hit song. I'm sure we all remember that accompanied the film. Uh, it was a rap uh, featuring all of the D-Tent boys, yep. Zig Zag, armpit x-ray and caveman as they talk about their time more at the camp and as we're passing time so it's a it's like a celebration as they're showing us around the camp and how miserable it can be but we're having fun with it because they're commiserating and at the end they're all uh just living their best life at the camp <laughs> also there's a log flume somewhere yeah no you're going through the log flume yeah yeah that no, was I like obvious it. from I, the Tanner, stated um, uh fact that we were i, I just there's nothing better flume. than listening to shia labeouf rap <laughs> yeah tanner can you sing that song for us please no <laughs> you said you remembered it so well isn't it oh dig it, dig it uh, oh, oh dig it dig yeah. it uh, oh uh you, you know who could forget shia labeouf's famous uh uh, bars, uh, two suits, two tokens in hand. I got no respect because I'm the new man. Got my shovel, shoes full of sand. Check out the tag. The name is Caveman. <laughs> and then, like, then we'd move down the river to the next uh, detent boy. Yeah, uh, and so their we'd introduction. See each of them and rapping. then we'd go down the drop, and then we'd see them all celebrating at the end. Yeah, great. I don't. I feel like all really... of the audience was with me except for Brock. Yeah, no, I, I was with it. you, man. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I just, I, it's a great element you've added to the mythos is the log flume. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, Brock, take us out of here. Um, of okay. Jake, I can hey. tell you're imagining something. Are you imagining <laughs> our Facebook? <laughs> I am. It's coming to me now. Facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. 
And Tanner, I can see you're having a little bit of a uh, spark of Instagrammation. Jesus Christ. I hate you. I hope our, uh, our Instagram is main underscore street underscore musings. I'm never going to use my imagination again, thanks to Brock. <laughs> and Eric, uh, why don't you imagine yourself some wings and you start tweet, tweet, twittering? It was bad, guys. This is bad. Oh uh, yeah. I couldn't even laugh at that one. And, I, and I'm Brock, um, regrettably. <laughs> I hope uh, everyone <laughs> runs you over with his imagination flying machine, Brock. <laughs> give us five-star reviews. Tell your friends. Uh, give us ratings. Uh, just imagine yourself a better outro. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody out there to just go out in your yard and sit and play with a stick and just remember the good old days of pure imagination. Go go hit something with a stick. I can't help but feel like that was a euphemism. (laughs) See, don't use your imagination in the way that Tanner uses his imagination. (laughs) 